You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 620. Why all the delays? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 620. And we have uh, – Nagaz is not here this week. He He's off He's off doing something. He he told me, and I, and I can't remember. However, uh, just to make sure that you are getting your 100% UK supplement, uh, I have not just one, but two – UKers, uh, British, Britishers. I, I'm not quite sure how that works. And, uh, Brits. Brits. Okay. I got two Brits. Brits. Uh, one is Mr. Mark Chappell. How are you today? Very good. Very good. We're on a long bank holiday weekend. So making the most of it by going out yesterday, tonight, and then tomorrow night, and then wasting Monday just recovering. That works. And the other person that we have is uh, someone who's been on this show numerous times, uh, Mr. Mister Carl Madden. How are you today, Carl? I am very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on again, Well, despite thanks. the writing protest. <laughs> I don't think, well, there was just that one person. And, you know, I, True, I, but- I, I may have written that under, like, a different personality. So, you know, uh, you, you, you kind of take the good with the bad there. Um. Okay. So I get both of you are on a bank holiday this weekend and uh, based on our pre-show conversation, I'm guessing that involves a lot of drinking. Yeah, we could say that it, there was a beer festival on. Uh, so I decided to tip my hat into the ale drinking community. So I donned my best fisherman style jumper and my best Paul Hogan style hat and drank with the beardies for an evening. Oh, excellent. <laughs> And, uh, Carl, I've heard that on occasion that you drink as well. Really? No, surely not. I'm teetotal. <laughs> anyway, no. But, uh, yes, I dis- I've just recently discovered a new German bar just by Liverpool Street Station in, in, in London. And we was there last night. And it was particularly weird or hard for me because I'm currently on a low-carb diet. And you're not meant to have alcohol at all on it because it gets you drunk very, very fast. Wait, something you say I that discovered. like a you say that like a bad thing. Well, it is. It does work out cheaper, but the the downside is if you drink too much, you might die. So oh. you've got to be careful. <laughs> but um, but I, I you do you do get drunk very very fast. So before I even got to the bottom of my first stein, I could feel myself going. And I had some Mass. vague memories, vague memories this morning about some conversations I probably shouldn't have had. But <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I've not had I've not had any people deleting me off their friends list yet though. Well, the, and the, it's the not day a stein, it's a mass. It's a stein. Haven't you because, guys had this Wikipedia. argument before? Yes, many, okay. many a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, for me, the the week itself has been relatively light, though next week is going to be a little bit crazy. Uh, I've talked about this ad nauseum on this show, and I swear... To God, once it's done, like I'll I'll probably talk about it next week once it's all done. But after that, like Mac stock, I won't mention it again. 
I'm moving my son Guy Jr. up to Boston, uh, which is going to involve getting a rental truck. And Carl, again, I, I I'm sorry that I couldn't bring you over to drive the truck. Disappointed. Disappointed. I know, I know, but it was going to be a little pricey. Only so, for you. Well, no, it would have been pricey for me. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can take that off on my taxes. So you whore was it? Was no, that the guy? Is that what? actually it's going to be? Um, oh, who are we getting? It? But not budget. Uh, there's there's another rental truck company that, uh, that I've used before that I'm I'm getting the truck from. Uh, I've got it all written down, thank God, because this 56 year old mind doesn't always hold all the information that I need. Or almost 56. Actually, I won't be 56 until September 9th, but it's damn close. That's that's the uh, pre-order day, supposedly. Yeah, I know. I, and actually, speaking of which, uh, did you guys hear about the the problem that, that some iPhone 6 Pluses are having with uh, the like the, the screen, the, you know, the, the chip that controls the screen? Yeah, I did. I did hear something like iFixit had issued some story uh, related. They suddenly had an influx of these these faults. But since it was such a wonderful week this this week with glorious summer every day, I tried not to waste my time reading news stories. I tried to be out all week weekend, all, all week long, enjoying the sun. Actually, so I'm not that au fait on the story. Well, my my phone is starting to have those issues where all of a sudden Uh-oh. the screen becomes unresponsive now the one thing that hasn't happened with it that i've been reading about is apparently on some of these phones you get like a gray bar across the very top i haven't seen that but my screen will just suddenly go completely unresponsive or at worst i can only scroll to one side or the other and typically then i just bang on it and it starts working again (laughs) <laughs> you should uh, you should take it to the Apple Store because you'll be coming up to the end of your your year. Well, I don't know when you bought your phone. Actually, thinking about it. Well, I but actually got mine through. I think it was Gazelle, who oh, isn't okay. a sponsor, but you know, because no, I don't have the the six S plus. I've got the six plus, so I mine is already over a year old. Ah, uh, okay. But if it's an actual recognized fault, I mean, normally they start off with these things saying, "No, no, it's nothing to do with us. Sorry about that. It's nothing to do with us." And then loads and loads of people complain about it, and then they suddenly say, "Oh yeah, okay, we'll fix this." Yeah, well, I'm keeping an eye on it because I I actually don't have any current plans to go to the seven. So, I, I, what about you two? Oh God, I'm buying it now. Sight unseen, I'm going to it. Yeah, really? How about you, yeah, Mark? Absolutely. That's right up there in the foregone conclusion. Get the credit out the moment that the store opens on in the morning. <laughs> and this year, I'm not going to use the blinking website. I'm going to use the app because when yes. I was ordering the uh, was it the watch or the iPhone? I was ordering watch. one, and and I was pressing refresh on the website and had to wait till June to get my watch. Whereas the other guys all decided that oh yes, we'll use the app and ordered theirs and had all their shiny before me. So this year, I will be hammering refresh on my iPhone. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm I'm holding off. You know, I with me, I mean, I mean if you look at the tech that I'm using, my my the current laptop that I that I'm using is from 2009. My Mac Pro is from 2010. You know, I I have a tendency to hang on to my stuff for a really long time, which probably doesn't make Apple real happy. Well, I, I, so, I'm not sure about that. As long as you're using their services and stuff, they're probably very happy. That's that's one of the things that 
they they count on, isn't it? It's the longevity of their devices. And even whatever device you buy, chances are you're going to be using iTunes or or getting one of their cloud services or, or, or doing something like that. So they've always got a little trickle of revenue coming in from you. The only way they, they really don't want things to go is if you up sticks and, and move off to Android or, or Windows. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to happen. Uh, are you guys, you guys are, are both on my show notes, right? Yes. Okay. Cause we are going to, unless you got something else, we're going to scoot over to the recent articles. I'm just, I'm with you on using the old hardware. I've got a 2009 MacBook Pro uh, and it still works. It's just now I'm sort of getting to the stage where I really want to just use the new shiny features like handoff, uh, which yeah. it doesn't support. Well, so so you can't, got- you won't be able to go to Sierra on that. I mean, my I have the same year MacBook MacBook Pro. Is it not the late two thousand nines, or was it the late two thousand elevens? No, you're right. No, that's right. My iMac that will just take Sierra, um, but no, I think that might be the end of the line for my MacBook. And it's a shame because my MacBook runs really well, apart from the keyboard. Uh, a couple of the keys don't work, which I've since found out that it's seventy five quid for the keyboard. But worse than that. I believe there's 50 little, tiny, tiny screws that go round the outside of the keyboard, making it damn near impossible to replace. But are, are you sure it's the keyboard or the membrane underneath? Well, that's it, isn't it? What do I do? do it, because there's no shops here. If I take it to Apple, I might as well just buy a new laptop. If I send it away, I don't know. Or do I just sell it and then think, right, I'm going to get an iPad 2. It's it, this is an interesting thing. It's like, what do you do with your old text? It's still usable to a point, but where do you upgrade to? It's like, I'm not going to buy anything new. So now I'm thinking for me, it's probably a good time to buy because Apple hasn't updated their stuff for, what is it, 400 days. So I could go out, find a good deal now, um, and still be relatively happy with what I'm going to get you know, if I went out and bought something secondhand today. Well, you have an iPad, right? Yeah, I got the iPad Air 1, which I'm starting to really like working with again. But now again, this is the thing. I really want to use the split screen view and picture in picture. And I'm finding now. Well, wait, doesn't the, Air, doesn't the Air do that? The two, not the one. Really? I was not aware of that. So you can pull out the sidebar. Is it called the sidebar thing that comes out on the right hand side? You can pull that out but it doesn't if you're watching a video the video will stop playing for an example oh okay so it really doesn't do multitasking that well it multitasks sort of so yes you are running two apps you're having two apps on the same screen i think is the best way to do it and i'm just sort of thinking yeah the, the ipad air 2 seems to be tempting me but it's like everything it works it does a good job it's just how important is the new features to me? And I'm thinking, oh, I want to give it a try at the very least. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm on the uh, 12 point whatever iPad Pro, and I'm I'm pretty much at the point now where when I leave the house, I I don't really worry about taking the laptop with me because I can do pretty much everything I need to do on the iPad Pro. What about you, Carl? How is your iPad Pro a mainly stay at home? Do you take it out with you? What's your sort of usage uh, for yours these days? 
it, it basically stays in my room. So I don't. I, I mean, I could. I, I could take it out with me. I just don't like lugging anything around with me. When I'm going out, like on a little photo walk around London, I like to go with the bare minimum, and that is basically a, a small little tripod on my phone, and that's it. And I do all the editing when I get back. I, I have tinkered with the idea of taking the big pro with me and then sitting in Starbucks or something and looking like one of them guys, you know, oh yes, look at me. I'm so, I'm so hip here. As I oh, said, hey. cappuccino, oh my God, Carl in skinny jeans. Watch out world. iPad pro as I tinker with my pencil. Hang on. That came out wrong. I, I don't think they make skinny jeans for people our size, Carl. There is <laughs> hey, no I've such thing two. as skinny jeans. No, that's not. It, it can come up to your knees. It calls shorts. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we go on over to the MyMac.com recent articles. The very first one is a MyMac Spotlight, Oscar Groth, Groth by Tim Robertson. And I don't have the, the, the Yes Tim stuff. Uh, yes, every Tim. week, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure most of the listeners are like, thank God. Every week here at MyMac.com, we will spotlight a company developer or a person that supports Apple users by asking them to answer seven questions. This week, Tim turns his attention to Oscar Groth of Sindori. And who's going to take the next one? I'll do it. I'll do it. Tech fan number 267, hacking around. Tim and the returning David discuss hacking the Fire TV stick, HDMI inputs on a Mac, 17-inch MacBook Pro upgrades, Xbox One, connected devices, crappy controls on the monitors, podcast editing, and John Martell. Martell. I had it. John Martell. Damn it. John Martellaro. John Martellaro. Background yeah. mode, yeah, <laughs> and much more. <laughs> uh, next up is the Polaroid Bright Saber Professional LED Lighting Wand, reviewed by Bob Wood. Do you wield this your camera Bob with the precision Wood. of a Jedi? Messages. Are you able to balance light, color, no shadow, and contrast messages. with the perfect composition and focus? If so, the Polaroid Bright Saber may be the next addition to your tool belt. Ah. Oh. <laughs> And uh, next up is Parallels Desktop 12 for the Mac. Wait, there, ah, Parallels Desktop 12 for Mac, the Pro Edition. This is a review by Sticky Vokes. It's Vicky Stokes. Miss Stokes to Guy and Gas. Oops, sorry. I always forget that. Earlier this month, Parallels launched the latest upgrade to their best-selling software for running Windows on a Mac. Parallels Desktop 12 for the Mac. The Pro Edition is an update to Parallels Desktop 11. See her MyMac review from last year. This update fully supports Windows 10 and is Mac OS Sierra ready with performance improvements up to 25%. Aligning with the previous version of the product, Desktop 12 supports Chrome, Android, various versions of Unix and Linux. New features include a Standalone Parallels Toolbox app offering many single function tools and utilities, as well as a one-year subscription to a Cronus True Image backup service for up to five, five, five hundred gigabytes of free online storage. Go on over to the website and check it out. Next, we have Dark Iron Direct H5 Wireless Stereo Earbuds, a review by Sam, sorry, Nam Segri. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. I don't blame him one bit. Go ahead. 
the, the H5 wireless earbuds deliver clear audio and 12 hours of music before needing to be recharged. These earbuds, buds, buds, yeah, these earbuds <laughs> are designed for athletes. That leaves me out then. Yeah. H5 will hook securely behind the ears when running or cycling. The Bluetooth version 4.1 quickly synced with my iPhone and maintained its connection throughout a 30-mile bicycle ride. All Bluetooth earphones are supposed to do that, but some are more temperamental than others. Yep, go on over to the website and check us out over there. If you would like to write for the MyMac.com website, and frankly, after that stunning reading of all of those great articles at MyMac.com, why wouldn't you send an email to John Nemo, and his email address is Nemo at MyMac.com. Now, something we haven't gotten a lot of here lately has been feedback for the show. So uh, what we've kind of started doing is, number one, reminding you that we would love the feedback and also telling you what our contact info is. If you would like to contact Gaz, he is Gaz at MyMac.com and Gazmaz on the Twitters. I am Mac Parrot on the Twitter and um, uh, what is it? Guy at MyMac.com. Almost almost forgot my own email address there. <laughs> um, what about you guys? Real quick, your contact info. Oh, you get hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101. And you get hold of me on at Essential Apple. Forgot who I was then. And via the <laughs> EssentialApple.com website. And do either one of you want to take us out of this section? It's time to stand by, to stand by, and we'll be right back. Oh, nicely done. Going off the head now. of the Essential Mac and the Rampant Mumblings podcast. And this is Carl Madden of the Mac and Forth Show podcast. You know what, Carl? No, nope, never met him. But it's funny how many people ask. No, no, no. I mean, you know what we should do? Get better riders? Well, that goes without saying no. I think we should merge. Excuse me? Rampant Mumblings, Essential Mac, Mac and Forth should merge. Sounds messy. No, no, no. It'll be good. We can still have all the incisive news, views and opinions of Rampant Mumblings and Essential Mac along with... Well, whatever Mac and Forth has to offer. Hmm. And what should we call this new monster? Uh, I mean, venture. Well, it's still essentially an Apple-related show, so why not How'd You Like Those Apples? Catchy, but does it essentially sum up what an Apple show should be about? All right, how about Get Your Apples Here, An Apple A Day, Chatty Apple, Happy Pie... Oh, oh, just Apple. No, we essentially need something that is more Apple-related. Monkey tennis! Huh? No, no, no. We just need something essentially Apple that lets people know we will essentially be discussing Apple-related things. You knuckleheads, just call your new podcast the Essential Apple Podcast for when people have essentially run out of good podcasts to listen to. Should have gone with monkey tennis. British beef and American pie. The G Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. And uh, guys, you know, 
it has really been a long time since Apple rock and rolled with new Macs. Yeah, so very, very seamless. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess what I wanted to talk about is uh, ask you both you know, why you think that is. And, you know, now, sure, there hasn't been a whole lot new on the Mac side that requires, like, new processors. And uh, Intel has certainly had a, a few issues with some of their newer processors. But, you know, why do you think it is that Apple hasn't been releasing some faster models? What, what do you mean, like in CPU speed or, or just or just the line? God, anything. I mean, it, it's been, what, over a year and a half, other than the the MacBook, that there's been well, a significant upgrade in, in almost anything Apple has. Well, if you, actually, if you actually look at it from the point of view of, you know, you want a spec bump, then even if they put in the new, the, the, the newer Intel chips, a lot of them were based primarily for mobile machines and they don't actually add that much power to them chances are it would be a very small bump from from the laptops they currently produce it's a bit galling however when 400 odd days i think mark said since since the last macbook pro comes out and you want to you have to buy one tomorrow for example because i don't know you're one broke or something you have to buy you you know that you're buying something that's effectively 400 you know three a year and a half old which is can be quite galling knowing there's a real possibility that in a few weeks a brand new model is going to come out hopefully yeah well hopefully but that that's that's apple isn't it because they're just one company it's very easy to see like pc manufacturers and stuff they just produce new machines new machines new machines because there's so many of them it's just the same with android phones every every month there's a new android phone every month and it makes it look like Apple is absolutely kind of standing, standing still. still. Yeah. But they're not they're just one company and it is true that they could probably stagger which they used to do. They they used to stagger their launches at the various machines. It's just that this time because they were so dependent on Intel for these new designs and it sounds like we're going to get this OLED screen at the top of the keyboard which none of us everyone says oh yeah it'd be a neat idea but then you you talk to them a bit and you think well what's it going to actually do and uh, i don't know it looked cool wouldn't it? but you know. <clears throat> um and there's a there's a, a rumors of a, the form factor is going to change and and things like that and well well you know, a- speaking speaking of the form factor do either one of you think that the especially the 15 inch macbook pros form factor is dated or you know not a, a modern design is is there anything that's actually wrong with the design well no because sorry mark i didn't i'm hocking it <laughs> no 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 go on go ahead uh, for me no i think because it's such a simple um a simple design it's got very little in terms of the way of features it doesn't have this thing where let's say if you've got a dell or a toshiba where you know it's got like silver down the side or it's got like a new logo because it gets rid of all that stuff it they do all tend to age pretty well i mean for me the old old macbook pros the the ones are not even before they went intel those are the ones that started to look dated but no i i still think they're amazing bits of kit to look at especially the macbook air yeah yeah and the uh and, and the thing about the macbook other than the fact that it has just that one port when when you pick that machine up, you kind of yeah. I 
fold it and look at it and, and it's like this this is it this is the whole computer because it's just so incredibly light that it doesn't even really feel like a real computer i mean heck i think it's even lighter than the ipad isn't it I th- it's very close if it's it's definitely it's definitely lighter than the ipad pro but this is the thing see mac uh, apple bought that out last year and they revved it this year right so that's one machine of course they've done all that technical all that technical brilliance that they put into that machine. I know, okay, thinness might not be your thing, but look at what they've done with that machine. And of course, a great section of the text press t- turns around and goes, well, that's dull, isn't it? You made it thinner. Well done. Yeah, where, where's the floppy port? And <laughs> Exactly. So it's all these things. They can't do anything correct as far as I can see. There's a few people who like actually look at the machine. I mean, a, a, a few years ago, that would have been that would have been everywhere. What a fantastic design breakthrough and all this! It just seems in the modern age, we we are getting very. I'm not sure if demanding is the word, correct correct word because we don't actually know what we want. We we are just looking at what we're given and either going yay no yay no. We've become a, a a whole world of critics, which we probably always were. It's just like a lot of us now are focusing rather than on movies and TV shows. That still goes on, but we're now applying that to, to technical things, and it's and it's weird because most of the people who just turn around and say oh, that's boring, isn't it, have no comprehension of what goes in to make that product. Right, it's just purely a phys- a, a visual thing for them, and if it doesn't get their go, oh, that's rubbish. Just, I, I wanted I wanted one with go faster stripes on it, and because <laughs> I'm me and I'm a special diamond and you know you, i must have what i want i'm a special bunny <laughs> it's, special and it's, bunny. but it's you know at the, at the end i'm not gonna say the end of the day but, but eventually it's a laptop what right. do you want from it you want it to run programs you want it to have a keyboard you want it to have a trackpad you want it to have okay maybe more than one port but that's the why they made the macbook the macbook was this is a design, what we, how we see the future. We don't want things connecting to it with ugly cables. We want it all to be Bluetooth. And or that's or what whatever, whatever wireless technology you prefer. Hmm, yeah. Or, or whatever and happens was, to be the latest hotness as far as wireless connectivity goes. Yeah. And, and, you know, probably their most important line is their MacBook Pros. And, you know, they could have, if it was 400 days, that's a year and a half, they could have come out with a, a rev and just stick, stuck in, intel's better chip faster chip but then if they really knew that they wanted to do a a, a, a fairly significant redesign then imagine the backlash that they, they'd get then if they bought out a, a mac say six months ago and then six months eight months later they bring out another macbook pro that looks better is designed they they'd lose then as well oh look at apple yeah. how dare they <laughs> well they did the same thing they, with uh, because i bought the first gen iPad Pro and I got yeah. because I wanted it with cellular I I went to the top end which was a 128. Well then 6 mm-hmm. months later they came out with the the new iPad Pro with 256 gigs of storage which you know 6 months and I use a lot of storage space in my iOS devices so I almost always go to the, the the very biggest one that Apple has, and and that was that was a little disappointing, and and I did kind of I fetched a bit here on the podcast about it, but you know at the end of the day, 
I went to I went to here talking about MacStock. I went to MacStock with this thing and recorded podcasts and and did you know essentially everything that I would have used a laptop for. I I did it on an iPad Pro. And the fact that it doesn't have as much storage as as the the new one, it it was kind of like you know I, you know what are you bitching about, guy? You know, just it, it, it's one of those first world problems. You you've got a nice p- piece of tech that a lot of other people in the world either can't afford or don't have access to. Stop complaining. And I just, I just, yeah. And once I realized that, it was like, oh god, yeah. I, I was almost embarrassed for myself. So if they do, go, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, sorry. Go, go on. Your turn, Mark. Uh, for me the macbook i really like would i get one myself no but apple have sort wait, of come wait, now hold recently. on why why is it that you would not get a macbook what is your reasoning um, behind that i think it's the fear of it not being powerful enough and that's probably completely this is this stems back from my time as a pc guy working with windows because you knew you know what it was like you always had to go faster 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 my fear is it wouldn't be up to the grunt of doing the tasks that I want to do. But now thinking about it, will it run podcast editing software? Yes. Will it run games? No, I don't really get run games. Will it scroll around? Fine. Yes. Um, will it let me edit videos? Yes. So it probably would do the job. I think again, it's another. It's a mental a block preconception for me that, it looked, that it that because yes. it's a mobile processor that it's not going to be yeah. as good as as like the pro machine yep so for me the macbook is almost like an an ipad with a keyboard which may be the right way to look at it or maybe not moving well, on from yeah go ahead my this hopefully this rolls into the next thing is that maybe apple doesn't need to have a hardware update every single year because they're working on the software to make the software better and could it be that something like Metal, which has just recently come to the Mac, means that things are more efficient, they can talk to the hardware more directly, so we don't necessarily need that extra horsepower to do what we want it to do, maybe aside from games? I, I don't know on that one. Well, Apple, it, it I don't like, think Apple has ever given a crap about how well someone can run games. The, the gaming market has never been important to Apple. And I think part of that would be because they realize that they can't win in that game. So they're not going to play. Do they have to win? Because wasn't it Steve Jobs who said for Apple to win, Microsoft doesn't have to lose? Yeah, as long but as the experience is good enough. That, that's kind of, a, that's kind of a, a different argument, though, because you're, you're talking about that that's a platform argument versus a, uh, a gaming argument. And I, I think that's yeah. a little different. But the, so, then again, yeah. Apple really hasn't helped themselves because, well, uh, maybe Apple or maybe um, Steam. Because I was looking at the specs for XCOM 2, which is a brilliant game. Love playing it. I could just about play it on my Mac, uh, my iPad, sorry, my iMac 2011. But trying to decipher what games will work on a Mac is a nightmare. If you go and have a look on the App Store now for XCOM 2, you'll see pretty much hundreds, not hundreds, like a dozen or so cards it won't work with. Instead of saying works with this, this, and this. So Apple have also got that on their hands as well. But if you go to Steam, 
the steam seems to be a little bit better and for what i can see these days you've either got to have a 5k imac or a mac pro which just seems a little bit overkill as much as i love playing xcom well yeah just go ahead and spend you know 35 the equivalent of 3500 dollars in in british pounds for a mac pro just to play xcom yeah um, now you got me thinking about the macbook Dave. <laughs> well the, but I, I again it really depends on what it is that you use a a mobile computer for and this is going to kind of lead in a little bit to part of uh the, the next thing i want to talk about and we have to go a little bit faster because i didn't anticipate the first part taking as long as it did. Uh, one of the things that I've got here is uh, deep conspiracy theories as to why it's been so long since Apple has updated some of their hardware. And uh, the the first thing I have here is what if what if they switched to AMD, who also makes x86 processors that works just fine with with Windows and, and Windows uh, applications and are a little bit cheaper as well. Now, Apple certainly isn't married to Intel other than the fact that they seem to cooperate on some of the different connectors, but there's no reason why they couldn't go to AMD for their processors, especially on the consumer side. What do you guys think? Well, don't AMD already do some of their graphics chips? Yes, uh, AMD is also what NVIDIA. Hmm. I, I guess it's just because Intel are the ones who are kicking it at the moment. I mean, AMD fell, unfortunately, fell behind somewhere in that arms race. They fell behind uh, the ability being able to do what Intel does. I mean, sure, those last few chips have been delayed, but they're still out there now. Uh, they're now working on the next, you know level of die so they can get it even smaller somehow it's it's unbelievable how small they're getting these transistors and things it's they are they are just the company producing the the chips that most of these companies want at the moment i mean amd unfortunately didn't they sort of waved a white flag it seemed to me i'm sure that's not what really happened but they just seemed to fall behind because they just didn't have the money to keep up with intel well, you know what's weird well, is I think AMD was actually on the selling block not that long ago. Hmm. Why, you know, think, with that in mind, would there have been any compelling reason as to why Apple wouldn't have bought them? That's that's always anything. Anything that slightly looks a bit shaky. <gasps> Apple should buy this. Apple should buy Twitter. Apple should buy Netflix. Well, Apple, it's this. It's mad. It's well, yeah, but Apple Apple has been notoriously not great when it comes to social media, but the, the one thing that they seem to do reasonably well is hardware. So, and mm -hmm. you know, and we'll, we'll talk about arm stuff here in just a second, but if Apple could have, you know, who knows, maybe they're like a silent partner or something, but if Apple could have bought into AMD, they could have, they could be doing with AMD, what they're doing with arm and design their own Mac chips. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere, as as is most of the case, there's probably somewhere a Mac running with AMD chip inside it, just like there's probably one running with an ARM chip inside it. Yeah. Because they well, try that, these things out. That, that goes into the next thing. And this one uh, kind of goes way deep. And but before 
we we talk about a po- a potential switch to uh, ARM processors for the Mac. Uh, remember that that it's not without historical references. Apple has twice switched their entire platform to a new processor in 1994 for the Mac. Apple was using Motorola's 68K series. And they got into a partnership with Motorola and IBM, which was called the AIM Alliance, to create risk-based processors called um, the PowerPC. And by 1998, the uh, the operating system Mac OS 8.5 you could would only install on computers that had uh, PowerPC chips in them. And PowerPC chips were in Macs for about 10 years until 2005 when they made the switch again from PowerPC chips to Intel-based processors. So it, it's not like this hasn't happened before. And there's, there's, another one in, there's another one in there as well, Guy. They, uh, when they took Next Software, they moved it from Intel to PowerPCs. And then a few years later, they moved it back again to Intel. Which is Oh, you're talking you about when, when, when the – when Steve Jobs' next computers went yeah. from PowerPC to Intel, that's mm-hmm. true. And then when because oh, uh, the 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 next OS was the basis upon which OS ten was built, so they had to kind of rejigger it back to PowerPC. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's very true. I'd forgotten about that. And but in both cases, actually in all three cases, Apple included emulation software or an emulation layer so that you could run your 68k or power pc based applications with the new processor and i i kind of wonder if that would be possible with uh with arm chips because i mean aren't they like so very very different from x86 that that i i but you know i'm stuttering the the, <laughs> the thing that I guess kind of takes that argument away is how different it was between x86 and PowerPC with PowerPC being risk based and x86 being CISC based. Mm. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if Apple ever decided to go down that route, they'd be able to produce some software that will either, either convert on the fly for a very limited time, or they would produce tools to allow various developers to easily transport, well, not easily, but to, you know, to recode, um, their their software to the new ARM re- required instructions and things like that. But the this question still. I mean, the reason they went from PowerPC to Intel, it wasn't by choice really. It was because the PowerPC market was gone. It they was like the only one company left, and they only was like was a customer for about well, four million chips. That's that's and mostly so the, true they, because IBM was still because IBM was still selling computers at that point. And they well, no, were they, using well, yeah. PowerPC chips in their servers, but, but they Apple wasn't using them for, for like the commercial for, for us, no. for, you know, personal use. Type. No, IBM was still with x86 as far as their personal computers goes. Uh, that's but that's very true. Uh, Mark, what do you do? You think that Apple could could make another switch? Hmm. This week. Intel, well, Carl sent me a new story. Excuse me one sec. This week, Carl sent me a story about 
Intel have basically, well, let's follow the timeline here. Intel have just dropped the Atom line a couple of months ago. Yeah. Now they've jumped into the ARM market, and it's not too big a step to think that Samsung and TSM, TSMC have got to be quaking in their boots because Intel, for what I can gather and what I can read, can basically just outproduce and out technologize, out technology these other two companies. What would be gained by going to an ARM based processor? Not really. Okay, a bit of extra battery life, maybe. But now we're in the state where we've got so many apps and the proliferation of all these apps in, let's face it, Microsoft mm. Office has finally become usable on a Mac. I don't know if Apple is now small enough to say, yes, we're now going to go back to where we came. Now, obviously, there's some advantage. They wouldn't have to be at the behest or you know, have that sort of Intel over them they'd have control of their own destiny right because they designed their own their own yeah. arm-based chips and so far what apple has been doing with the processors year upon year upon year has been absolutely amazing you'd only imagine that there's still more room to grow the problem comes is that if you were to release an arm-based mac how are you going to run all the intel stuff you could do it via emulation but that is a heck of a hit to put on a machine especially if it's a arm-based one um, for what I, I'd be looking at a few retro websites, what I can gather, um, arm slash risk is reduced instruction set computing, which works yes. really, really well on, I don't want to say the more basic things. I mean, I'm going to get into trouble with that one, but for some operations, it has to do multiple clock cycles. So whereas uh, an x86 processor could say, use one clock cycle to do many things. You right. may have to do five clock cycles to do the same task well as as i recall x86 chips are considered complex instruction set chips yes Mm -hmm. yep yep which is the difference between cisc and risc and the thing is is if you pick up a mac and it runs the apps that you run would anyone really care if it's an arm or if it's an intel the the problem would be how how good well i think anyone knows is how good is risc from this point on into the future, because it fell way, way, way off the track the moment the x86 processor started coming off. Is there any danger to say that you know, history won't repeat itself? And like I say, I don't know if Apple is now too big. And would it be a Tim Cook move to say, yep, right, we're going to change processors? Well, if, if you think about it, Moore's Law, which states every 18 months that processor speed would double, is broken. And it's it stopped it stopped being that a long time ago, and we're is now that broken for just Intel though, or is that broken for? I think it, uh, it's that... pretty much broken across the board. Um, oh, right, right. You know, I mean, we've had over three gigahertz processors now for what five, six, seven years, and we're still at three to four gigahertz processors. You know, they haven't gotten all that much faster where the difference has come has been the number of cores that they've been able to put into each processor. So we've gone from Moore's law, which says that the number of are the, the processing speed will double 18 every 18 months to whatever you want to call this new thing where, you know, we will double the number of cores in, in the same space in you know every two years or so, I think there's there's several companies that have uh, multi processor uh, or sorry multi cord processors 
that are are I think well aren't the the Xeon the Xeons I think are up to what six or or twelve cores per processor now. I mean it's it's insane. Where it gets to the point where it doesn't really seem to matter so much how how fast the individual cores are if you have enough cores in the software that you're running is capable of using multiple cores it doesn't really matter how fast the the processing speed is you just use up more cores so here's the theory here's a theory then yeah have apple seen this coming is this why they release swift which apparently again i don't know but what i'm hearing is a lot more efficient than c sharp they've they're working on metal. Have Apple sort of already seen this coming? And now they're thinking, right, we know that we're only going to get this bump in actual physical hardware from this point on. We need to make our software be blisteringly fast as it can. It's right. a bit like the old days with the with the Amiga and some of the demos that people could crank out from them, they still do these days. It's absolutely phenomenal. So maybe now we're reaching the thing. I think graphics cards might be the exception to out and out brute force um, there was a time when people when so i think it was nvidia were using the actual graphics card chip to do video encoding which i haven't been involved in for many many years well isn't but, but isn't that more along the lines that you know they instead of increasing the speed of the cards aren't they kind of doing the same thing they're putting in more cores and and more processing memory I honestly don't know, but I do find it interesting that there was this big thing about offloading tasks to a graphics card. So the graphics card actually becomes like a co-processor. That's the sort of stuff that I find uh, fascinating. And maybe graphics cards could be the way forward. Now that Apple is sort of realizing that, you know, technology is slow. You know, the, the, the development of chips is slowed down. We're still making progress. So maybe that's why they've waited this long because they know that the next jump is going to be quite significant. And don't forget, they've got to be tight with Intel. They've got to know the roadmap that we don't know coming along the way. The only thing I sort of do have a sad part of my heart for is the Mac Pro. Because how on earth are you you going to upgrade that? And you would think if there's ever a machine that would get the upgrade treatment, it would be the Mac Pro because it's being made in America somewhere. It's got all that custom hardware. You think that would get some love and attention, but it seems to be what Apple do is they focus on one product range, put all the resources into that. The second it's released, drop it, move on. And you've sort of seen that before with the iPad. Not so much with the phone, but now you're seeing it with MacBooks and Mac Pros and the uh, the MacBook. It, there just always seems to be this focus, focus, focus. Drop it like a stone. Well, a lot. I think a lot of that has to do with you know a lot of it has to do with money. What what is what is it that that's bringing the money in? And right now, it's the phones and iOS devices. With the Mac down to I think twenty or twenty five percent as far as revenue goes. So it's just not getting the love that it used to. I mean, when all Apple ever made was the Mac, that wasn't, I mean, it wasn't an issue. It was like, well, we make the Mac, so that's what we do. But then you throw in the iPod and then later on the phone and the tablets and and everything else that they're doing now, all the different cloud services. And yeah, they're going to be a little less focused on any particular part Unless they do like what Google did and, and completely break the company up. And I I just don't see Apple doing that. 
No, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to get ARM in Macs anytime soon. There would be some benefits to Apple and to the end user, actually, if they did for security, for one, because they'd be able to put that secure enclave in yeah, those chips, right into just it. like they are on the iPad. And so your Mac would be completely secure, as you know, just as much as your phone is at the moment as while it's locked. Um, there is some benefits of power as well as um, costs to produce ARM chips is a lot, a lot, lot cheaper than it is to produce Intel chips, for example. And uh, But it's just a case of the hassle. I mean, at some point, the scales will tip in favor of going the ARM route. One way or the other. At that, at, yeah, and at that time, they have to be far enough along with with um, chip development, that they can com- compete to whatever Intel has currently got out there. It has to be just as powerful as whatever Intel can do. It can't be so-so. It can't be almost as good. It has to be better than what Intel... And that's going to be... a Well, mate, who knows, though? They might do something like the MacBook, where they produce one line that has just got an ARM processor in there. And it'll and be see very... see that works. Yeah, it'll be a very small yeah, audience. Microsoft have already done that, though, haven't they? In that well, no, sort of see, oh, yeah. That, well, you're talking about the RT? What a disaster that was. But that's the point, isn't it? Like they, they took a risk. They produced a, produced an Intel version, and they produced an ARM version, and look what happened. No one, even though it was meant to be pretty good, by you know someone I know told me it was, yeah, it was a good machine, just that it got slammed. Um, but it was a lot slower. All the software didn't work because it was, wasn't written for the ARM processor and stuff. So it just it failed miserably. Well, but there Apple, is at least there's, at least Apple saw that happen. So if they know what not to do, I hope so. Well, there's there's one thing that tells me that currently there is no plans by Apple to release ARM-based Macs, and that's this: there has been absolutely no leaks from any <laughs> developers that have been pulled in to say we want you to port your software over to ARM processors so that on day one we can, you know, say these applications are ARM ready for OS 10. And there's been none of that. And you know, they, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. When, when they were dealing with the switch between the 68 K and power PC, they could get away with that because they were a much smaller company, but they couldn't get away with that today. I'm, I'm I'm not sure when it's like people programmers and stuff they get into their campus and 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 show around. I think they have a much stricter control over that that layer of security. It's when they go out when they have to use like places where they've got manufacturer things uh, that's when the leaks start to come out. But normally when it's software related or processing related, they are very good at holding those secrets in. Maybe, but this that would this would be huge to, yeah. to switch yeah. from x86 to ARM. That would be, I mean, that is so much bigger than the design of the next phone and, and everything else as far as the, the number of, of companies and people that would have to be involved. I mean, and you look at it, it it's hard enough to keep, when, when you only have one or two companies that are making your phone and you see all of these leaks and, and all these, you know, real and or fake pictures of upcoming phones, and that's just with one or two companies. If you were talking about a, a switch between x86 and ARM, there would be hundreds of companies involved. Well, well initially, they've got that big, they've got that manufacturing plant in America. So that why couldn't they just do it there? I mean, what better test bed than have your own manufacturing facility where you can do whatever you want and you you know it'll never get out. 
Well, they may already be using that for prototypes. If Plus they've got the it. donut. Yeah. Plus they got the donut. There could be anything in there. We don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to jump out of this segment. Uh, if anyone has any comments or suggestions or you think we're all crazy uh, in relation to the discussion we just had, you can get a hold of us through all the various ways that we talked about in the last section and that we'll talk about in the next section. Uh, Mark, why don't you take us out of this segment, y'all? Do you remember how to do that? I'm nodding my head. No! no. It's written down. It says here in front of me. In no, that's, that's, in the next, that's in the next section. Mark, repeat after me. Stand by. Stand by. Just stand by. <laughs> now I nod my head, right? No. And, and we'll... Oh, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back to nod our head. Exactly. Now I've got to work with Guy. I'm Bart Bouchard, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie. The G Men. Better than you realize, but then they'd almost have to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next section of the MyMac show. Where, well, what do you think? Where, bollocks. <laughs> I'm nodding my head. Sorry. Gases tips. Good night. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gazzy's tip. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> it's like actually, when the sentence just runs out on you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that that happens sometimes. Uh, obviously, uh, this is Gaz's tips done by Guy. Full screen mode lets you focus on one app and one app only. But what if you need to focus on two different apps like I do in this podcast each week? Well, with El Cap and Kirk, you can do a split screen and enabling it could not be easier. Hold and click on the green button in almost any app window that you want for the left side. It will fill half of the screen on the left side. And any other open windows that you have on that screen will tile to the right. Single click the app that you want for the other side of the screen and it'll fill that side. And to make it go away... Click the green buttons again, and it will all go away. What do you guys think of that? When Captain Kirk came out, do you know how long it took me to find that one particular feature? It was mad. It ended up with me banging my head. Really? You banged your head? You didn't nod your head? Bit of both. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. Is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's start with. Sorry, I love that music. I I you know and um Nick Nick Hall Nick Hall I think was the one who put both of those together for us, and we do not thank him enough. Thank you, Nick. It was greatly greatly appreciated. 
Uh, we're going to skip and scoot right over to Epics, and we're going to start with Mark, because I have no idea what it is he's got here, so he needs to explain it. Explain yourself, well, Mark. This follows on from Guy slash Gaz's tip, where in Windows 10, you can snap your windows to the left or to the right. Now, my pick called Magnet takes it a little bit further than that, where you can now grab a window and slam it against the right-hand side or the left-hand side, so you get the split view. But you can also do things like have it at the bottom of the screen. So you can grab an app, pull it down to the bottom of the screen, and then it will fill up half of the bottom of the screen. Or you can do it into quarters. So you grab one app, stick it to the top left, bottom right, top left, top right, so on and so forth. Oh, so you could have you could have like four different apps focused on the screen yep. at one time. Oh, that is cool. And, and that's exactly what I've done. So for my setup now, I've got my same board in the top left. I've got the show document in the top right. Down in the bottom right, I've got a browser. And then down in the bottom left, I've got notes open. Uh, and it arranges it all really, really nicely. You can use keyboard shortcuts as well. So if you're highlighted on a window, you can do uh, Alt-Command left and that'll put it to the left to the, or right we'll put it to the right so basically it's just an extension of gas's tip oh that is cool um let me see here and it's on is offer this as well here? it's no that's not it because you do that whole bird tweeting thing oh. yeah I, that's all i got i, I don't think i've got a shotgun nope Yeah, I've been that, dying to use my same board ever since you fixed it. <laughs> okay, Carl, what is this thing that you have here? So I've gone, I recently bought a canary. <laughs> Not the little yellow bird that I that, take down to mines with me. Hmm. No, this is a camera. So it's a security uh, piece of equipment for, for your home. Uh, and what it is, is a nice circular long tube so to speak uh, and it's got a very nice camera inside it and what you do is you stick it in your home somewhere where if someone sneaks in you'd be able to get a good shot of them as they rummage around your house um, or just check on your pets or see what's going on at home it's it's a wonderful little kit now I used to have a Wivens home security camera and, and it was okay but the picture was awful if someone did come in you just see like a blocky face you'd be looking for someone of bloody Minecraft or something for the police to, to go and look at. But this one is a really nice picture. Uh, it's got motion detector on it. It's got, it can pick up the audio of what's going on. You can play a siren, so you can hopefully try and scare someone off. Apparently, the siren is like 90-plus decibels if it goes wow. off, which I haven't tried yet. Yeah, but that's quite a bit. Now, does it, is uh, that automatic, or do you have to trigger it? No, you can trigger it. You trigger it. Okay. But, uh, just Yeah, and it's got night vision on, his, on it as well, which works really well. It's completely blankets our our living room for example uh just monitors the health of the house as well like the, the temperature and if there's any weird pollutants in the air and it records all the video onto cloud storage as well so even if they do something to the box hopefully you've already captured the images of them doing it and there's a wonderful app that goes along with it so you can watch anywhere on the planet um what's going on in your house and it's just you know because i'm trying to do various home automation things this is just another one i added to the to the whole mix this doesn't work with home kit unfortunately but it's just a standalone thing i also recently just this weekend actually bought the ring doorbell and i haven't tested it properly yet i've only just installed it today so 
that's another part of my home automation kit ah, nonsense. But doing. you see, I, I, I've actually hacked your doorbell. Oh. See? Wow. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I know I should I knew I should have used a better password than password. Well, yeah. That that's always a good thing. <laughs> no, so, so anyway, the Canary is a really nice kit. It's a bit expensive. It's about uh, 160 quid, but there are some offers on at the moment. You could probably get 20 say, 30 It is off. actually on offer now. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is actually on offer now because I'm just having a look at one and my interest has been piqued. Mm. It's really easy to set up. You just log in, uh, join the same network uh, uh, as 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 your as the your house, and just set it up, and it's done. It's working within moments. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I can't praise it high enough because you know I, I bought it hope thinking I'd just get another blocky image and I'll probably send it back. But no, this one actually works fantastically well, and the app's wonderful as well. And you can like I can see the cat moving around all night long, backwards and forwards, pacing. Doing its business and eating food and stuff is is that is that something you're typically concerned about? Not me personally, but other members of the household like <laughs> like to know what it's up. What is that cat doing? Okay, oh, yeah, but I think think oh sorry, one thing is like, yeah because you see the night mode and it's like you see your house at four o'clock three o'clock in the morning pitch black. I'm waiting one day if I'm reviewing it and a head just suddenly pops out from somewhere and scares the willies out of me. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I would hate when that happens. I might do it to myself. I might do it myself. Like, yeah, to just put, the it, other put it on like a, a recorded loop and, and play it back. Oh! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we don't have a people's pick this week, uh, but I would like to say that uh, Mark Shepard, who is a longtime uh, listener and contributor to the show, uh, has a GoFundMe page to help him with expenses for his dad and some of those some, some of his father's health problems. If you can, please visit Mark Shepard's GoFundMe page and give what you can. And the G-Men wish Mark and his family all the best. There will be a link in the show notes to his GoFundMe page. Uh, no new iTunes review. No significant G plus or Facebook feedback, no Twitter feedback, no email feedback, audio feedback, because no one seems to know how to use Skype. Um, we do have a Patreon page, which there'll be a link to that over in the show notes. We do have a couple people that are, that are kind of helping, uh, keep the, the show going there. Um, so I guess we are now at the point where we talk about how people can get a hold of you. Mark, if someone wanted to get a hold of you after being on this show, and it would probably be to warn you against doing it ever again, how would they do so? You can tell me not to come on the, the, the podcast by getting hold of me via my podcast, which also features Carl, which is the essential Apple podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn, and anywhere else. That will let us host an audio file, pretty much. You can get a hold of me on the Twitter at Essential Apple and via, of course, the EssentialApple.com website. All right, Carl? Uh, you can get a hold of me on Twitter at Clause0101, or if you want to listen to my one-man podcast now, The Mac and Forth Show. Oh, make sure you both put uh, links to those shows here in the show notes, because I have a mind like a sieve and will forget. Uh, if you would like to get a hold of Gaz, you can reach him, Gaz, at mymac.com. That is G-A-Z. 
G A Z. Z Z Z Z Z. Also, also on the oh, Twitter, he is Gazmaz, which is G A Z Z M A Z Z. And we have a combined Twitter account, which is Guy and Gaz. That's G U Y A N D. GXZ. You guys just don't Z. listen to this show. I uh, do. I listen to that one. one. <laughs> you can you can contact me uh, through email. My email address is guy at mymac.com. And oddly enough, I too am on the Twitters. And you can find me on the Twitters at MacParrot. Ah! We have a Skype number. I swear to God we have a Skype number. Call the damn Skype number. It's outside of the U.S. Plus one. Area code 703-436-9501. And if you call that number and send me your email address, you will get something that is just so wonderful. Both Mark and Carl, I believe, have one or two in their repertoire. And that is called a Wooty. That is spelled with a big W, big O, big O, big T, little I, little E. That spells Woody. So how has having a Woody changed either one of your lives? For me, it was a lifelong ambition fulfilled. Well, lifelong, I say. I want to know what one was after listening to two of your podcasts. But other than that, it's sitting proudly at the bottom of my paper pile, knowing that I have <laughs> a Woody. Ah, yeah, I uh, I use I use one regularly for uh cleaning the guinea pig cage. What about you, Carl? You've gotten one or two of these. I I I, I thought one was enough, but it, it obviously wasn't. So I had to get like a tr- the trilogy and and that's it. Now I'm so popular people rush up to me asking to see my wooty. Carl, will you show me your wooty? And I oblige them quite willingly. Ah, I see. Okay. Um well, I guess we're we're at about the end here, so I would like to say thank you to each and every single person that downloads the MyMac.com podcast. It is greatly appreciated. And I'd also like to thank uh, both, uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, Mark and Carl for coming on this week and uh, kind of filling in for gas. Thank you, guys. Thank, no, thanks for thank having you. us on. Oh, uh, it's always a blast. And, you know, I've heard people talk about you guys. And they have said that they think that you're good enough. They think that um, well, one of you, and I won't say who, is smart enough. And doggone it, they just liked the, the one that they thought wasn't as smart as the other. So you know, I'll, I'll leave that up to you guys to figure out which was which. And which what one of you is, is going to do the silly language? What is gas? Ich wiet hit niet dus win heben Karl and Mark Platz. I should say Pratt's at the end, actually. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mark, I guess it's up to you to say that last word that's in blue there. And thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies. The Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist.
I have got super fast internet, so I could actually use a webcam now without everything going. Ugh. How's it go? Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, instead we do that. You've just gained a productivity boost. Drag windows to the edges and corners to make them full screen halves or quarters. And if dragon doesn't float your boat, there is always a little icon sitting in the menu bar where you can access all the features and define keyboard shortcuts. Do you have a, uh, a link for it? I do. It doesn't work. What, the link doesn't work or you can't put it in? Oh, no, I've just, I'm banging things to the corner of the windows merrily and nothing's happening. I could have been an American trucker. I got the country tunes already. Some people say you're already a bit of a trucker there, Carl. Nah! This is true. This is very, very true. They said that last night, actually. Yes, but do people ever call you a space cowboy? Yeah. Some people call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Elvis. No, Morris. Morris! So generally, what we're saying is that most people suck. Yeah. We can't say suck because that would be... Is that gender-specific? Gender no, no, no. I, I, think, I think suck is uh, pretty much uh, not gender-specific. <laughs> now, if you said guys <clears throat> suck or girls suck, okay, see, now you've thrown gender uh, in, and there's a then, problem. But if you just and say... Now you're segregating because you haven't mentioned the, you know, the ones that can't make up their mind, the bisexuals, the TV, the TSs, the CDs, the DVDs, the Blu-rays. You're missing, you know, you're missing a whole well, swathe of society. For some reason, as you were saying that whole thing, Mark, I, I was thinking of that movie, uh, The Warriors, with all I the different gangs in New York. I thought, I thought you were going to say, when you were saying all that, I just switched off. That's what Carl does. So funny because it's true. I get the feeling oh, I'm it. going to need more water before this show is done. Or maybe I'll have to start drinking. Drinking hard liquor. A little early. It's only 20 after 12 for me. That's perfectly fine. Thankfully, I won't be saying the same same about my Vaseline. And welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 620. And I'm going to start again because I was going somewhere with that and just completely fouled it up. I'm not going to go there again. (laughs) 